Pod Squad. Happy Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, whenever you guys are listening to this. Welcome back for another edition of the Victorious POD. We are going to be bringing you some Week 11 reactions, as well as looking ahead to Week 12 with some favorite sleepers, targets of the week, as well as some betting lines and some DFS stuff. We're also going to be talking about a very disgusting, disappointing game, unfortunately, as well as a another game-themed draft this week, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So first off, I will bring in my co-host, Tyler. What's going on? How are things? Oh, I'm, I'm sad, as ev- <laughs> as every Viking fan should be. It's just, just brutal. I don't even want to talk about it. Maybe we should just save ourselves the seven minutes we waste on it and, and, and move on. So I'm, I'm sad. It was a great bye week, too, for us. <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, man. It was just it was horrendous from start to finish. Before we uh, begin our depression, I'll just toss out some boring but less hurtful things than Vikings talk. <laughs> um, really quick, Discord, as always, hop in there if you want to interact with some other like-minded folk and discuss stuff, whether it's some trade reactions or bashing on your current team and injuries and stuff going on, talking about the Vikings or your own favorite teams, whatever you want to do, hop in there. There's a handful of people that make it a fun community. Um, secondly, love talking about this now because it's not a it's not a climb to 100. We finally are past 100. So last I looked, we're at 103 subs on YouTube, which shout out to everybody who answered the call and joined us. We now have our own personalized YouTube handle. So you can Google on any of your favorite search engines and type in youtube.com slash at the victorious pod all one word no silly periods or anything like that and you will go go right to our page which has weekly videos of uh some like mini mini short stuff of dfs betting um game lines and stuff like that as well as potentially in the future we're going to have some uploaded audio only episodes and uh we'll keep bringing you some more content there um Lastly, we've got our podcast that we primarily record on Anchor. So if you ever want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so there and we can hear your lovely voices on air. Feel free to find us there or on Spotify and any other places you get your podcasts. Socials will be in the Discord or the Discord and the um, description for the show below. So you can check us out there and reach out to us. I dragged my feet as long as I could, but we're going to go into the Vikings uh, week 11. So because I don't want to talk about it, you can just take it away. No, I don't want to. It was it, it it was horrible for anybody who watched the game. I'm sorry. I I wish I didn't have to have have had watched the game, but that is terrible. I mean, we won what seven games in a row and finally lost this one. We let Tony Pollard be the focal of their offense as he should. 100, 100, yeah, 189 yards, two touchdowns, cousin sack seven times. And man, it was it was just horrible. And I mean. It was so nice to see us go down and start off with a field goal and we're like, okay, we'll, we'll stay in this and get it going. And then literally just <laughs> absolutely terrible from there. And I mean, credit to credit to Dallas. They obviously got after us and Mike Parsons is absolutely ridiculous. So they, they did what everybody figured would happen eventually. And now it's back to the, hey, are the Vikings the biggest frauds in the NFL? <laughs> going off of that, I guess, what would you say? I'm, I'm sure both of these questions are a yes to an extent, but would you say that more so this showed something about Dallas being good or this more so exposed us as being not as good? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I think it more so probably exposed us than it shows how good Dallas is because we've, we've seen it. We've seen our defense have lapses in weeks and our offense is able to keep us in or vice versa in one way or the other. But I think they kind of put together an obvious blueprint of 
of of kind of how to beat us. And again, that's no credit taken away from Dallas. They they played incredibly well. And t- Tony Pollard getting him more involved is obviously a phenomenal little Swiss Army knife for them. Swing passes and wheel routes out of the backfield, like that's just things that Zeke hasn't been able to do for a while. So it's a new element that they're that nobody's really seen or put on tape. Um, and he's getting a lot more run at it. So we we were we were the stepping stone to show that show the world that Tony Pollard's a real deal. <laughs> Happy we could help him out. Yeah. Um, I feel like I guess the only way I'd I'd add in is that I think it obviously exposed our biggest weakness, which is our offensive line. Like our our offense yeah. doesn't move if we have no time. And there was there was so many talks about like this is what got me crazy because I know I've always been more on the on the side of the defending Kirk Cousins versus bashing him. But there were so many either just bandwagon Vikings fans that are like, oh, we're back to hating on the team as a whole or especially um, Twitter or like analyst reactions, whatever, where they were just like putting the blame on Cousins. And I'm like, yes, to an extent, if our offense doesn't score, like the quarterback is going to have part of the blame for that. But like right. those of you that watched the game, like defenders were getting to cousins before the ball was it felt like like he was just getting hit on every single play where i don't know that justin jefferson was getting five yards off the line of scrimmage before he had to throw so it's like you got to find a different whether that's scheming or just issues with our offensive line injuries like i don't put this fully on him yes you would hope to see a little bit more production than we had but like your quarterback's Mm -hmm. getting hit constantly you got to find other ways to do it so i it scares me, but I think there's not going to be many defenses that are better than Dallas that we face. So I'm hoping the majority of the time, this won't be the primary issue. Um, I, I just think Dallas is really solid. I think they're getting healthy at the right time. Like they did as well as they did earlier in the year without Dak primarily. And I mean, Cooper rush did well, mm-hmm. but they, everyone's talking about how the Eagles are just like head and shoulders above the Cowboys. And I don't know that that's true if the Cowboys are healthy, which We'll get into that in a little bit. I have a question to toss out for you, but yeah, sure. I, I think, I think credit to Dallas. I think their defense is going to make them scary in a, in a serious threat in the NFC. Um, I don't think that this means that we're, you know, like done for like not actual yeah. contenders by any means. Like we're clearly going to win the division. We'll get a home playoff game. And from there it's who knows, like we could be the number one seed and I wouldn't feel good about our first playoff. <laughs> right. so, I don't know yeah. that that changes a ton for me. You just, Glad that we stole the win in Buffalo yeah, that we fair. were talking about. I think we got out of here one and one, which is what we were both kind of expecting. Not exactly mm-hmm. in the combo that happened, but now <laughs> right. we just got to hope that we at least look good um, on Thanksgiving against the Patriots, which fun fact, I, really quick. I saw this when I was like looking up notes and ideas and stuff, but did you know that this Thursday when we're playing the Patriots on Thanksgiving, it's the first time the Vikings have ever hosted a game on Thanksgiving. We've never been the home team. Oh. Interesting. I had, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I was like, I know they've certainly obviously played and things like that on Thanksgiving, but I never, I did not know that we've never had a game in Minnesota. That's cool. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I'm sure it's because like 90% of the time when we play on Thanksgiving, we're playing the Lions who are like the the whole Thanksgiving team. But yeah, I saw that. I'm just like, how does that not happen? So crazy stuff. Um, We play the Patriots, like I mentioned next, and then we play the Jets following that, who they kind of look in shambles after getting more, uh, more or like less points than they had yards in the second half. Everybody's been talking about that. So Mm -hmm. hoping we at least come out of here with one, it would be nice to see us knock out both AFC East teams. But uh, yeah, I think it would be, Mm -hmm. it would mean more for me if we bounce back against the Patriots after this rough loss, even if it means dropping a game to the Jets. So we'll see if we can make it through. 
Agreed. Yeah, my, I would not be surprised at a one on one stretch here from either of the way. Um, the Jets look brutal. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Again, the Patriots' defense is pretty pretty solid. Um, but I mean that that whole game was absolutely abysmal. And sorry if you watched that even on Red Zone, the highlights that you had to watch. Um, so I can Black see. Oh man, it was brutal. Um, I can see just going one and one out of that. Either dropping this one to New England and coming back and smoking the Jets, or so on and so forth. And then after that, it's uh, what Detroit and then Indy. Um, Indy's yeah. been looking pretty solid. I mean, obviously they almost just took down uh, took down the Eagles. They probably should have won that game. Um, so again, these kind of next four, I I would not be surprised at a two and two coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We will keep you guys posted. There's not a whole lot else for us to talk about because uh, that happens when you don't score any points. So <laughs> we'll move right. on to NFL Pick'em, which was a little bit better um, for all of us playing along here rather than the, compared to the Vikings game. So really quick, running through week 10, uh, Tyler and myself for the second week in a row both picked the same team with uh, 49ers over Cardinals on Monday night, and that was a, an easy win for us. So we are up to 7-3 and three myself and 9-1 and one for Tyler, respectively. Foster got back on the board uh, with Baltimore over Carolina, going up to four and five. Nick, Joe, and Connor also followed suit with that same Ravens over Panthers pick. So Nick's up to eight and one as the number two team. Connor's right behind him at seven and two, and Joe is at six and three. Uh, Glick, the only one to drop a game this week with uh, Rams over Saints. He was incorrect there. So he's back to four and five after a four game winning streak. And then lastly, Nate gets up to 500 with the Eagles over Indy, which I'm sure if he was watching the game, he was sweating it, like you mentioned. So on to week mm-hmm. 11's choices. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, I guess we might as well keep it going, right, Jackaroo? We'll, yeah. uh, we'll continue. There's, there's a pretty, yeah, there's a pretty obvious consensus um, after the bye week. Um, Miami taking on the Texans. So Jack, that's your pick. That's uh, my pick. That's Mr. Joe Hawkins' pick and Nate's pick as well. So pretty biggest spread on the board and close well, to the biggest spread on the board. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Nick is taking the 49ers over the Saints. Glick is taking the Bills over uh, the Lions. And then um, Connor is also taking the 49ers over the Saints. So those are our picks for week 11. Yeah, 49ers Saints could be interesting, I feel like. Like, I, I think the 49ers are the better team and they look great, but the Saints always seem to surprise on defense a bit. So, yeah, for sure. I, that one could be interesting. I think I think the main low thing for that one is the 49ers are going to be playing at home. So I certainly give them the edge. True. Very true. Yeah. Well, hopefully we actually have a, a week where we get one right and not everybody else does the same thing, but we'll keep you monitored. <laughs> um, Foster, let us know whenever you listen to this before the weekend games and we'll get you in there uh, and we will go from there. Everybody pretty doing pretty well down the stretch though. We have a lot of, a lot of high end teams, which I don't feel like has been the case in past years when we've done this. So yeah, true. Hopping into shouting out the Minnesota sports crew, as always um, shout out to those guys. They're friends of our show. We're friends of their show. They record on Wednesday nights on Facebook live. So you can go and watch them. As I've mentioned before, they talk a little bit more, minnesota sports related rather than fantasy so they'll get a little bit into the how the timberwolves are unfortunately doing how the twins unfortunately did and how the wild are starting out so kind of fun to hear if you're a a resident minnesota fan go and check them out and even just pop on a listen and see if it's see if it's for you there there's some good stuff and they've got high production quality so shout out to them they are continuing to run their cbs sports app season long nfl pick them so rather than what we're doing here where we do a team week to week they are doing every single game every single week and just seeing how accurate of a an NFL fan you are. So nothing against the spread or anything like that. You were just picking straight up winners and kind of proving your NFL knowledge. So 
Last week, I got nine out of 14 correct. I feel like I'm just hovering between that eight to 10. I'm not making any splashes, but uh, right now I think I'm at um, 98 overall and the winner's at like 106. So, I mean, not we're not out of striking distance, but uh, it's not looking great for me to find the crown. So bringing you this week's winners, if any of you are playing, um, I have the Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Commanders, Ravens, Jets, Bengals, Broncos, Dolphins, Bucks, Chargers, Seahawks, Chiefs, 49ers, Eagles, and Colts. And if you're like, wow, Jack, that was a lot of teams. You ran out of breath there. There aren't buys this week, it turns out. Like <laughs> everybody's playing, so lots of teams. Um, I always toss out the upsets for you just based on the CBS Sports app that I'm picking off of if there's any that are sub-50% that I just have a better feeling on. So take that with a grain of salt for what you will. But last week's upsets, I got one out of two correct with Tennessee over Green Bay. That was surprisingly only at 43%. But I missed on Chicago over Atlanta, which was just a slight 49-51 upset. And that came came down to a field goal. So kind of down to the wire as we expected. This week, there's not a whole lot of upsets that I really liked. I kind of just went chalk for the, the teams for the most part. So we'll see. But the only one I did go with was the Bengals taking down Tennessee. Um, Bengals are only at 33%. And that surprises me a bit, even with their... Uh, Missing Jamar Chase and now Mixon possibly being out. I still think that offense has enough firepower to get things done. Um, so we'll see. Moving on to that, I will let Tyler cover our ever-famous popular bomb squads and butt cheeks update. Yeah, so uh, truly not not a whole lot has changed uh, mm-hmm. from uh, from this last week. Everyone kind of stayed the same. So for Jack, uh, he's ends up he's at uh, 10, 20, and 1 right now. Houston and Chicago both lose, and uh, New England wins on near legitimately last second with uh, with that punt return touchdown to take it. So, sorry, Jack Roo. I'm sure you were excited and mad all at the same time. I, I saw that live, and I was just angry and conflicted. <laughs> For those that don't know, Jack is a giant Patriots fan. He might be more of a Tom Brady fan than he is a Patriots yeah, fan. Thanks. But either way, yeah. But uh, either way, it's uh, it's funny because of his long-term Patriot fandom, um, and he's trying to get them to lose, so it's funny. Um, for myself, I just continue to to live in the middle. 15 and 16, <laughs> so I actually got two of my teams to lose. I got the, the Giants to lose and the Steelers to lose, and Atlanta, for some reason, wins games. I, I don't know what to do anymore. So I'm just going to live here in the middle. Maybe I should just update Jax. Uh, but no changes to the leaders. Um, Eason is up at the top with 20 total team wins, and uh, Jack is down at the bottom with 20 total team losses. Yeah, I do take sole possession of last place this week is the only thing. But I mean, oh, that's right, because you were tied last week with yeah, Dave. me, Jordan, and Dave and Jordan. all were. Yeah, and so I guess I get one more loss, but bye weeks are going to kind of shake things up. I'm, I technically have like a one and a half game lead because they both got twelve wins and I got ten. But I mean, it's sure. it's kind of tough to tell until bye weeks are done. So I'm feeling really good. I think at like two weeks ago when I looked, Houston and Chicago were both literally the last seeds in their conferences. <laughs> But New England yes. is just yep. doing well despite their division also doing well. So I just <laughs> could really use the Vikings to help me out this week. So we'll see what yep. happens. Nice. All right. That is enough. Just NFL talk. We're going to slide on the general fantasy talk side for a swimming upstream, which it's a rare week where we both actually are happy and did well. Yeah. So Tyler, I'll let you kind of talk about how the week went for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jack, Marcus uh, Mariota just continued to plug along for you. I feel like it was just a nice little copy and paste week nine. He finished with 17.74 points. And then I looked this week and I was like, am I looking at the right week? Week 10, he finished with uh, 17.74 points. Oh, so, that's crazy. I didn't uh, even see that. Yeah. So literally the exact same. So 17.8, we'll call it for, uh, for, for Mariota. Uh, starting to get some normalcy, Jack. Way to uh, mm-hmm. have a little bit of consistency. Um, and uh, it turns out for myself, Still did a little bit better than you, Jack. Sorry. <laughs> Weird. Turns out J- 
turns out Jimmy G was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to throw four touchdowns and not let anybody do anything else. And that's even with a Debo rushing touchdown in there. So yeah. it was sheer domination from San Francisco, like me and you both thought. And uh, so Jimmy G finished with 25.4 points. Um, so on the year, Jack moved up to QB 15 from QB 17 oh. last week, um, just above Cousins, just below Tua. Um, but he's climbing. He's up to 159.7 points on the year. Um, so uh, 3.6-ish points from being a QB1 um, and just 14 points out of being QB8. So that kind of shows that bottom tier of QB1 is all pretty stacked together right now. Uh, I jump up one spot from QB7 to QB6, 219.4 on the year, which is actually just above Lamar and just below Burrow. So continuing to kill it, I will take it. Yeah, that's crazy. I think you're pretty locked into probably staying in a top 10 at this point, but it's yeah. weird, like you said, how close everybody is. Where I was two weeks ago, I was like QB twenty four, and now I could end up probably a QB one if I just like tread water through the end of the year. So, just goes to show streaming works, and we don't really know what's happening with quarterbacks this year. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy year for sure. So, moving into week twelve, not not eleven, twelve. My bad. Um, I technically have the first pick, but I am very indecisive. <laughs> so, if you want the first pick this week, I would happily switch with you. Otherwise, I'll just <laughs> tilt and I, pick my people. You tilt and pick because there's – I don't even know. I'm, I'm looking at the list now, and I don't want any of them. Okay, I, I See, I'm definitely biased because I really don't want you to just keep having success with Jimmy G. I don't want you to just pick him on auto start <laughs> week to week. <laughs> but um, you can have I, I No, I'm going to go with a different one that I think is – I don't like okay. having the first pick this year but because I was pretty confident you wouldn't take him. But as far as, like, a realistic sleeper that a lot of you guys could probably go and get right now since I'm sure Jimmy is exactly who it is. <laughs> owned in, like, close to half of the leagues, I instead am going on a guy who – the start of the year he was left for dead and he has now basically just won the starting job. He's going against a terrible defense. And I feel like their offense is starting to figure things out after, after they were one and four to start the year. And they're now basically on the verge of possibly contending for the playoffs. So I am going with a gross pick of Taylor Heineke this week. against. Ooh, the nice. Nice. No, I, I like it. I thought you were going to go, uh, I thought you were going to go like Jacoby Brissett and Cleveland, but I thought it, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's been good. I, I've been, I was looking at him as one, uh, his last, week prior to the bye week and then his two weeks since um 20.3 so he went off last year when they played atlanta it turns out not that that has any big correlation but i just feel like their offense is kind of starting to figure things out they're above 500 like you're six and five Mm -hmm. after starting one and four you're at home this week atlanta can't stop anybody but they're putting up points and i feel like it's kind of a must-win game for both so Maybe yeah. a little bit more risky, but I feel like even after what Jimmy G did last week, I, I feel like Taylor Heineke has more of a, a ceiling for me. So I'm going to roll the dice and be kind of spicy for once. Yeah, I'm not even going to give mine. If you're going to give me Jimmy G and you're going to keep giving me, I don't, I'm just <laughs> never going to drop him, apparently. If 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 I cared more about the – if if I really wanted to be spicy, I could see myself going with, with a brissette, but – Tampa Bay's defense is, is, yeah, relatively, that's me. Is, is relatively solid. And their game plan isn't going to be, let's see how much we can throw the ball with Tom Brady. It's going to be, let's control the clock and mm-hmm. do what we do best and, and run the ball. But again, Bursette has some uh, um, some mobility, so he'll get you a little bit of floor with rushing yards. But, hey, if you're going to keep giving me Jimmy G, I'm going to keep <laughs> taking my, my 16 points and 18 points and being done with it. So, yeah. sorry, guys. I don't want to be different, but we're not trying to, we're not here to be different. We're here to win. So I'm going to go with Jimmy G again. And for reference, they're playing the saints who are the 25th in in the NFL um, as far as a passing defense. So yeah, I will take it. 
it's a very good matchup. I just got to think that they revert back to Jimmy being more of that 16 to 18 and using the run game. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to throw yeah. three, let alone four most weeks. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just having fun with it and rolling the dice to see what happens. I like, it. I feel like Heineke has a, like Jimmy G will be in a sweet spot. Heineke has a 50% chance to go pl- like 20 plus and a 50% chance to be like below 12. Like there's no middle ground Correct. where he's going to end up with 16 points this week. So yeah, we will see. I like All it. Right. Moving in here, um, we are going to go into the fan interaction section, which we didn't have much this week. So we had a, a an anonymous write-in person just because there was some topical stuff in one of our leagues related. But if you ever have anything, oh. you know how to find us on Discord, YouTube, socials, reach out to us, send us a text if you want to, and just say, hey, what do I do here for this trade? Or what do you think about this guy? Is he legit? Blah, blah, blah. So we are always down to talk about those. We'll always shout you guys out. Um, one that I tossed in, in here just because our dynasty league is kind of going through this and discussing stuff today. So I thought it was interesting. Um, in your opinion, depending on what the punishment is, our last place punishments, which are becoming more and more popular in dynasty redrafts, whatever kind of leagues, um, are they worth getting the best picks in dynasty to you? Yes. There's, <laughs> yes. there's, there's zero question in my mind for it. Doesn't it, matter what I, it is. No. It it really it really doesn't because it's a it's a short term thing for literally potentially one of the best players at a position and again granted they're not always going to work out but look at any fantasy draft whether it's a redraft or whatever you're not going to hit on every on every single one but you're giving yourself the best opportunity I mean the old Matthew Berry adage right is what is most likely to happen and if you're yeah. getting one of those one or two picks you ask anybody who's done dynasty for many years after about the top six or seven picks. It's, it's a total and utter crapshoot. Granted, there's mm-hmm. lots of great NFL players. There, There's a reason they're getting drafted where they're getting drafted. But it feels like there's usually a top two to three individuals that you're like, these guys are the ones that have the greatest opportunity to go absolutely nuclear. And then after that, you're picking rookie wide receivers who you hope just figure it out. Yep. Totally agree. I, I think, well, for context, <laughs> our league has a, a punishment that is going to be a, a hot ones related for those of you that watch that channel um, where we're going to do a, an interview with the winner um, recording the loser as the loser's dealing with some spicy wings or however we figure stuff out there. So we had some people discussing today of just like, oh, I'd rather take second and uh, avoid the punishment, at least still get a pretty good player. And I'm like, listen, I get that in recent years, there've been guys that haven't hit at the clear 101 a la CEH when he landed with a a great landing spot versus somebody who was, you know, just better measurables like Jonathan Taylor. But I would much rather be making that decision myself than hoping that somebody takes the wrong guy personally. So is it going to suck when I likely take last in our league this year? A hundred percent because I'm a wuss when it comes to spicy foods, but <laughs> we're, we're hoping that it pans out. And once I can get through that, I'm going to enjoy watching the draft and being like, I get to pick whoever I want. So that's right. Yeah. Some punishments are a little bit less hardcore than that. I know there's like the ever common waffle house, 24 hour challenge. That's more of just an inconvenience than anything. And there's others, you know, our, our home league does our run the combine drills. That's more just for fun, stuff like that. But uh yeah, no, that's that's my take on it. Um, and I know a few people were going back to our specific dynasty league, but a few people were yep. like, oh, you know, Jack, I, I wouldn't have tanked as soon as, as soon as you did, or I wouldn't have given up on the season and traded away some of my better players. Like, I'd still be fighting even if you were 0-5, which I started. I went back and yeah. looked. Even if I set my 100% ideal lineup every single week, I'd be 3-8, and eight, so there's no way I'm making the playoffs. And I'd actually right. drop two spots to other teams. So, like, I'd be trying for no reason, missing the playoffs, and losing out on my best guy. So... 100 i'm going with everybody yep. else and, is and, you, 
Yep. And you're hundred percent right to do so. And we actually, I don't know how many weeks ago it was now three or four, maybe five weeks ago, somebody kind of asked this question at what point in the dynasty league do you just shut it down? Mm-hmm. And I said, week six, week five, week six, more, mm-hmm. more so probably week six, week seven. But yeah. at some point you just have to evaluate it and say, Hey, am I going to win? Can this team that I have right now win it all? Or if the answer is no, then your goal should be to lose every single game. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because it doesn't matter if you take 12th or do you take seventh, you're not making the playoffs <laughs> and you, you get then a middling pick versus the, the top pick. Take your punishment. Yeah. If you can, if you can tank and get that pick, I, I am a hundred percent doing that as evidently as I'm doing it in one of my dynasty leagues as well. <laughs> so it's completely worth it in my eyes. If you're starting 0-5, 0-6, just move on to the next. Yeah, and, and, and it doesn't and it the, doesn't necessarily mean you have a bad team. You you played yeah. this game it doesn't mean you've had a bad team. It could have, it could be scheduling luck. It could be injuries. But that's the point of dynasty is you're you're trying to put the the best team that you can on the field. But sometimes it doesn't go your way or you get screwed over. Okay, great. You've got good pieces. Get another good piece so you can make a run at it next year. Exactly. It's it's a mentality shift where it's just it is. You might you might be getting bad breaks. Like for me, I I was zero and five. So like yeah, if you're two and three or one and four, maybe you hold on a couple more weeks to see. But I was zero and five. I had the most points scored against me. So like I was just getting bad luck, and it just it is what it is. But dynasty, I think, especially for a lot of new players, it's tough. And we've talked about the mental shift that you Absolutely. have to have before, but committing to like okay this is a long-term game shout out to any ted lasso fans but you got to be a goldfish you got to have a short memory and just gotta just not worry about oh it really sucks that i've lost these last couple weeks like not only for the season and getting your rookie draft picks but also making moves like i'm not saying that i'm a dynasty guru by any means but once i made that shift to start saying okay i'm good with losing let me get a better draft pick i also made other moves around that like trading for Rashad Penny for barely nothing who's on the IR, getting Javante Williams on a steal after his injury, having Calvin Ridley, who's going to be coming back next year. Like you, you focus on what's important with different players. Like what's important is different for you. So not just saying, okay, well, like a, for example, in our league, a Jamal Williams of the world, he might be doing great this year, but like, is that going to happen a year, two years from now? I don't know. Like that doesn't matter what he's doing this year. It's, it's, it's not, it's the exact opposite of what have you done for me lately. It's like, what are you going to do in the next three to five years? So, correct. Yep. Well, we talked enough about that on, on my user submitted question, but uh, <laughs> no, that's we, perfect. I just figured it's topical for those of you guys that are actually playing Dynasty. This is kind of the point in the year where you would pretty much know how your rest of the season is going to go. So good to, yep. good to revisit that. Uh, moving in is ship it or skip it. Um, I came up with three of my own this week usually i try to find them pulling them off of twitter and stuff but i i, I like these so we're gonna toss them out to tyler okay. and see what he's feeling on uh number one we talked about tyler taylor heineke who i'm rolling with for my swimming upstream but uh heineke is going to lead the washington commanders to squeaking in for a playoff spot this year um for context everybody they're six Ooh. and five after a one and four starts they beat the eagles they almost beat the vikings and they're just behind san francisco for the final playoff spot yeah hmm. interesting um that's a that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I and they would be I, likely the the third, possibly fourth team from the con or the division to make it. So that's the tough part. Yeah, and it's the East because the Cowboys get in there, the Giants potentially get they, in there, and they then they're the they're kind of on the bubbles. So they yeah. could end up switching spots with the Giants if they you know sweep them or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I'm gonna say skip it. I just think. I don't, I don't. I don't really have a hard and fast reasoning for it. I'm just. I'm just looking at it now in the in the um, 
wild card standings in, in the picture. So they're they're the eight team. And so for again context, remember seven teams get in versus uh, versus the six that it was previously. So they're only half a game behind the Seahawks, who are six and four right now. So I, it's certainly possible to see the Giants fall or the Seahawks fall. Um, but I'm going to say skip it. I think I think Seattle holds on down the stretch and holds on to that last spot. Yeah, I think the safe option is obviously skip it, but um, I don't yeah. think it'll be it's because a tough they one, can't. Yeah, well, good. I try. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. it'll be because they can't handle the Giants. I actually wouldn't be surprised if I if they do end up possibly pushing for both wins or even splitting, just because I think the Giants, with injuries right now, are having issues, um, which is unfortunate for them. But like kind of like you just said, I think the reason they end up not making it is because another team holds off out of their division, whether it's the Seahawks, the yes. 49ers who look great, the Bucks and the Falcons are both kind of fighting for their division spot. So the other team has a chance to steal a gate, like a playoff spot too. So I, I think the commanders will do enough for people to be like, okay, they turn things around. They're better than we would have thought, but I think it'll be an auto division that holds them out. So mm-hmm. um, yep. number two, I came across this gross stat, so I had to bring it up and incorporate it, but uh, skip it or ship it in your opinion um, that the Rams are the worst Super Bowl defending champs ever. And again, I like to add in context versus just throwing out random statements, but they are currently, for those of you that like numbers, they're tied for the worst start through 10 games at three and seven. And the other two teams that did it were the Broncos after winning and Elway retired and the Giants mm-hmm. after winning, I think in 97 and Phil Sims, their quarterback at the time had his injury and he was out for most of the season. So like the other two teams had a reason the Rams don't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 100% on the ship it train right now. Like, they just look completely out of sorts. Like, their their backfield is an absolute mess. Stafford, <laughs> multiple concussions and can't stay healthy. And obviously losing Cooper Cup now is not ideal. Um, so, I mean, just based on what I've seen and what is likely to continue, I think you have to say ship it. They just look horrible. Yeah, they've just been out of sorts all year, all season pretty much like for how mm-hmm. good we're used to seeing McVeigh do and being like this guru play calling guy their offenses just look looked anemic their defenses yes. look fine but is that a product of their offense not scoring many points so the other team doesn't have to do a lot like I don't know and like you yeah. said all the different issues right now like even even anybody beyond Cooper Cup it's just been no other options and I don't know if that's a product of Stafford or if it's just every other option is not doing well like when you're missing OBJ this bad, who didn't even contribute that crazy <laughs> last year, it's it's weird. Yeah. It looks really, really gross. And they're going to finish easily in the bottom of their division because everybody else in the division is actually doing okay. Like even when the Cardinals are doing better than you, that's scary. So yeah, yeah it's not good. Yeah, the Cardinals are four and seven versus the Rams are, are three and seven again with the bye week up, upcoming or bye week yeah. soon yet for for them. Um, but yeah, they're they're fourteenth out of sixteen in the in the NFC. So it's just it just looks ugly they're barely beating out the panthers and barely beating out the bears they're three and seven versus the other twos are three and eight and three and eight so right you can't yeah you can't say anything other than they've looked absolutely horrible top to bottom they haven't even had a good week like where if they know the games they've won they haven't won deservingly and the games they've lost it hasn't even been like oh like the bills when they lost us like it was 33 to 30 but it was a close game like nothing has looked good there's never been a week where you can come out of it being like okay we feel good we got stuff to build on it's just what are we going to do? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then number three, we kind of talked about it a little bit already, but Cowboys are the same tier are in the same tier as the Eagles. Again, for context, Philadelphia has lost to Washington. Mm-hmm. They almost just lost to Indy and two weeks ago. And I think Thursday night, Houston was within four points in the fourth quarter on them. So question of if you believe in the Cowboys mm-hmm. or if you don't believe the hype of the Eagles. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's totally fair to say that they're in the same tier. Just just the way that the the two teams have been playing. I if I'm looking offense versus offense, I'm still taking Philly's offense mm-hmm. simply because of the mobility of Jalen Hurts and that dimension that they add versus the Cowboys offense, but I'm taking the Cowboys defense versus the Eagles defense. So for me, I think that's totally fair. And I would say ship it to say that they're, they're in the same tier for slightly different reasons. Um, so I'm going to take the Eagles offense and I'm going to take the Cowboys defense. And I think that brings them very close to being in, in, in the same tier and being incredibly competitive and good teams on the, on the side. Yeah, I would agree. I think for me, the gap for their defense being better than the Eagles is bigger even. So I think and a defense yeah. can just impact the game so much more. So assuming they stay healthy and like everybody beyond Micah Parsons continues to play well, because like I, we all know mm-hmm. he can, but if nobody else is holding it up, it's not going to matter. Um, yeah. I think he's going to run away with the defensive player of the year this year, just for the impact he's For sure. And just like we talked about before, like the fact that the Cowboys hung on without their quarterback. And now like the last three weeks he's played, he's gotten more and more snaps, but they haven't like, full or attempts I should say but they haven't fully unleashed Mm -hmm. it they've allowed they've been allowed to kind of like let Pollard and um, now Zeke this week help a good amount which is very very nice they can beat you a lot of ways but I think like Dak getting up to full speed and even Schultz was banged up earlier in the year and he's kind of Dak's number two now I think them being healthy and they're surging at the right point whereas the Eagles yeah great they have the number one record but like there's some question marks these last few weeks so I I think yeah it would be very, very interesting to see them play each other for the second time later in the year because I know the, the Eagles won the first one, but um, the Cowboys feel scarier to me. It seems like a very clear the Cowboys are a top yeah. two NFC team, and I think the Vikings are now three. But beyond that, it's a it's a kind of hodgepodge. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all. All right. Cool. That is it for those. Uh, we're going to slide into our league-specific one now, so I will let Tyler kind of run through our uh, Victoria's Secret matchup recaps. Yeah, we had, a, we had kind of an interesting week. It seemed like the NFL scores just kind of across the board were, were down beyond a, a few games this last week. So it led to some ugly scores, but some uh, some really solid scores as well. Um, so starting off at the top, my, myself, I took down Ryan, uh, continuing my winning streak. So I won 95.1 to 64.38. Um, yeah, it was – yeah, Ryan had, Ryan had a tough one. After uh, Rodgers and Christian Watson had a phenomenal Thursday, I got I got real nervous. But then his next <laughs> highest scoring player was his kicker in in uh, Young Waku. So I was like, okay, I, f- I feel a little bit better. Saquon decided to have his worst week of the year, and um, he had a bunch of people on bye, so he had ETN on a bye. He sat Olave for whatever reason. Kenneth Walker was on a bye, so I got kind of lucky with scheduling there. But I'll take it and move on. Um, Josh took down Walters in probably mm-hmm. certainly had to be the game of the week. Um, 117.78 to 114.2. So uh, Josh moves up to seven and four. Walter's down to eight and three. So he closed that gap a little bit for for that last buy. Uh, Ben's kind of running away with the, with the first buy. Um, he beat Katie 89.66 to 43.68. Katie might be uh, shipping it in. It's it's, it's not looking good. Um, Jack, you took down Cassie in kind of a middle of the road game, uh, 84.24 to 77.2. Um, Monday night, Jordan, baby. Yeah, Jordan kicked the living shit out of Alex, 120.04 to 71.56. And I think Alex is kind of shutting it down, too. I think he lost his playoff hopes. Um, And Jay took down Foster to bring those two a little closer together at 104.86 to 99.32. Ben continues to roll through things. He's on a 10-game winning streak, now 10-1. and 
Um, like I mentioned, Walters dropped to eight and three. I think Ben has pretty much officially locked up at least one of the buys. He's got a three-game lead over third and easily the largest point differential, which is our tiebreaker in our league. So congrats, Ben, on on the buy. Um, Katie falls to two and nine, and uh, Alex drops to three and eight. So likely that'll be the final uh, few-week fight to avoid the combine drills between those two. And uh, just as a reminder, uh, next week these will sound a little different. Because uh, our final three weeks is truly the top six scores of all of the teams will get a win and the bottom six scores will get a loss. So these matchup recaps will sound a little different. It'll just be top six. We'll get that W and bottom six. We'll get a loss. I'm five and six and I don't think I've been a top six scorer all year. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> yeah, excited. I, yeah, I was, uh, I, I ran it the other day and, and just because, uh, just because I thought it was fun. Um, Jack, you have done it. I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up quick. So you can do, the add and drop, and uh, sure. I'll, I'll pull up how many times you did a top six this year. So, unfortunately, we don't have anything for add and drop this week because we had our last show on Friday, guys. So, we kind of covered That's everything right. there. Our waivers are running tonight, so we will uh, we will have some big ones for you next week since there's a handful of ones I'll talk about. But um, nothing exciting there. Jack of all trades, nothing exciting. Nobody's making some last-minute trade deadline moves. Um, we can move into the key targets for the upcoming week. Cool. Yeah, I got, I got you right here. So top six okay. for you, Jack. Um, you've done it. One, two, three. Yep, three times. Yeah, that sounds right. And, you, and, and you've had bottom score. Like, so how it is, there's a, there's a schedule comparison um, that, that you can pull up and it shows you essentially what your record would have been. We have 12 teams. So what you would have went such and such out of 11 if you played every other team head to head. So Jack, you, do, you went 0-11, a.k.a. the lowest score in the week. Uh, one, two, three, four times this year. Week two, yeah. week three, week five, and and week ten. So yeah, if we did top lowest six. Score. You would have done it three times. Lowest score of the week. I, I've had it four times, and yet I got five wins on the year. I'm just saying, manager, coach <laughs> of the year, no biggie. That's right. Yeah, uh, just piecing together, clinging on. So, Tough. all right, we will move into the key targets for the upcoming week. There's actually a handful of pretty interesting ones here, so I'll try to rattle them for off. Sure position by position. And then Tyler, as always, will give you kind of his favorite, you know, couple of favorite guys and we'll go from there. Uh, quarterbacks, how ironic. Both mine and Tyler's <laughs> streaming options are two of the three that I have highlighted. So Jimmy G is the highest percentage at 44.9. He has 16 or more points in all of his games this year, except for one, which is crazy. Obviously we know all the weapons in San Francisco, they can get everything done with a ton of different people. It's basically just a question of whether or not they just dominate people with the run game or he gets some of those touchdowns. The biggest thing though, is that Jimmy G has a really solid playoff push schedule and in the actual playoffs. So if you're struggling at quarterback, he's not a bad guy to kind of stash and maybe play the matchups. If you have some question marks, uh, number two, my guy for the week, Taylor Heineke, 23.7% rostered, which I'm surprised it's even that high. Um, it seems like he's won the starting job moving forward, regardless of Carson Wentz health, just based on how Heineke's kind of turned the job or, or the turn the team around here. He plays Atlanta. Like we mentioned this week, they give up 19.7 quarterback points per game on the season. So pretty, pretty solid. I feel like that's attainable for him. Maybe if he's even on the lower end, I'll still take 17, 18 points. And then number three, it's kind of about that time where we won't discuss, you know, personal feelings or anything like that, but as far as fantasy, you're playing to win the game. So Deshaun Watson is only at 36% rostered makes sense since he's been out the entire year, but this is the last week you can probably realistically get him before he returns the following week. And he's playing against the Texans, AKA the worst defense in the league, AKA mm -hmm. his former team that he probably wants to make a statement against. So they're giving up 
or I'm sorry, he has scored 22.7 points per game in his career. He's been a perennial top five quarterback in fantasy every single year. So if you're, if you're hurting a quarterback and you're on the verge of making the playoffs, he's a guy that I would hundred percent stash to possibly win you some weeks. Running backs, Rashad White, 34.7%. I'm guessing it's only that low because they had a bye this past week, but he did start over Fournette in their last game when he finished with 105 rushing yards, so might be switching to the rookie, especially with Fournette still banged up. Number two, my favorite um, waiver target of the week, Latavius Murray, 34.2%. They just waived Melvin Gordon to the Broncos, and Chase Edmonds is also out with a high ankle injury, which typically takes a few weeks, so... Tavius Murray, he had 21 touches last week, and he had 17.2 points. I would expect that to continue. Um, they really don't have a lot of other options unless they decide to activate Mike Boone, which doesn't worry me. Number three, kind of as a possible injury stash, Samaj P. Ryan, 3.8% rostered, but Mixon had a concussion. He's questionable as of now. Last time he had a concussion, he missed two games um, last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's out this week. P. Ryan came in and had three touchdowns just kind of out of nowhere, so he's worth a stash if you're hurting from injuries or you're the Mixon owner. And lastly, Kyron Williams of the Rams. I know I've said him a few times this year as far as a stash, but 11.6%. He has led the backfield with uh, 24 routes this past week, and the Rams just waved Daryl Henderson, which seems kind of like a sign. We all know they hate That's Cam Avery, so I mean, there's really nobody else that this can be a boost for except for Kyron. Moving into the receivers, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones been a perennial guy on this list every week. He's at 38.5%. He had 17.1 points last week. He has five games in a row now with double-digit points and 30 targets over those five games. Oh, yeah, and also he gets Deshaun Watson back mm-hmm. next week. So could be very interesting for a guy that's already playing well. Traylon Burks came back from his injury recently, uh, 22.7% rostered. He had eight targets and 18.1 points despite only running like half of the snaps total. Darius Slayton, 21.5% rostered. This is a big factor just with Wondell Robinson being out um, for the rest of the year now. Darius Slayton has 11 or more points in four consecutive games, and I think he's going to kind of turn into the only option you can look at for the Giants receiving game. And then lastly, Sky Moore, 16.3, kind of more of a dart thrower, maybe a stash, but Kadarius Tony is hurt, Hardman's hurt on IR, and Juju is likely still out, so Sky Moore could have some upside potential there. And then lastly, tight ends, there's not a whole lot of excitement going on, but Juwan Johnson just defying the odds once again. He's very tight end dependent or touchdown dependent as a tight end, but he's only rostered in 19% of leagues and somehow he has 12 or more points in four of his last five games. So the barren wasteland of tight end, if you're desperate, he's worth a shot. Yeah, I I love it for sure. QB, obviously not going to talk about, we, we we know that we go through that (laughs) streamer wise, love it all. Um, Running backs, I love all four of them, honestly. If I had to pick one, I'm, I'm definitely picking Latavius. Uh, waving Melvin Gordon, fumbling issues just became too much. Um, earlier today, they put Chase Edmonds on the IR, so he's out at least four weeks with that high ankle injury. Um, and exactly like you said, Mike Boone doesn't, doesn't scare me. And if anything else, if they activate him, he's going to be the receiving back. So Latavius is still going to get all the touches. He's going to get all the goal line work. So he's 100% going to be um, – going to be that guy in the backfield and the their defense is going to keep them in all games so he's he's really not going to fall too far out of game strip because contrary to how the offense looks denver still has a phenomenal defense um i'm curious i'm really curious to see how kyron williams and cam Akers do in that uh doing that la backfield um i was really surprised they waived daryl henderson so Mm -hmm. obviously they're they're trying to integrate they love kyron williams if you've heard any any of the reporters talk about him um, and Cam Akers, obviously still young as well. So they'll both be there. Uh, so Latavius is going to be my target there. Um, 
DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, he's, been, he's been in my lineup. He's been a staple in my lineup in, in multiples of my league. So I certainly love that. And obviously can never hurt to get Deshaun Watson back. Um, Traylon Burks, granted, on a team that doesn't throw a lot, but if they throw the ball, they seem to throw it to him. You don't, Robert Woods doesn't scare you. Tannehill loves to throw it to Traylon. So those are definitely going to be my two on that. Love it. Perfect. Um, I'll go through the injuries really quickly. We've covered a lot of them as they've come up, but Joe Mixon concussion left the game. He's questionable. Matthew Stafford left his game with a concussion and is questionable. Mike Williams, he re-aggravated his same ankle injury in the last game. He probably will miss more time. Anytime you're playing hurt and you come back and do the same exact thing, they're probably going to sit you out a little bit more. Uh, Kyle Pitts, bummer, Torres Torres MCL, excuse me. He is out for the rest of the season. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with an ankle injury is likely out several weeks, uh, not on IR, but they really don't need him. Uh, Wandale Robinson, as we mentioned, uh, they're thinking it's a serious knee injury. They haven't specified what as far as I've seen, but he will likely be out most of the rest of the season, if not all. And then Kadarius Toney with a hamstring injury, he is questionable, possibly missing just one week. So now we're going to slide into our penultimate, if that's the right word, uh, betting corner segment, uh, where Tyler's going to cover some of his bets of the week and... I will go DFS after that. Fantastic word usage. And yes, that is the correct <laughs> way to do that. It is the second I, to my, last thing that we have to do. Attaboy, my brain room. glitched out. Thank you, Series so of good. Unfortunate Events, for that. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, well, Jack actually kind of mentioned earlier, and, and one of my picks this week uh, is going to be the, the Bengals over the Titans. Right now, yes. it's only sitting at, uh, at, at minus two, and you can actually find it at minus one and a half. If you look really hard, there's a couple of books that still have it. Um, this is simply for me, the Titans defense is terrible on the passing side. They're literally 30th in the NFL. And as far as pass defense and what did the Bengals do really well, throw the football and who might they get back potentially Jamar chase? Like, come on, that's, that's a recipe for, for success. So anything under a field goal feels good to me. You can find them at one and a half. I, I think you're just fine, but I have no issue with two or even two and a half. And I think it'll push that way as we get a little closer to uh, to, to start time there. Um, as far as as far as my second one, I really didn't find a whole lot that I liked. The one that still feels a little off, and it feels kind of one of those like plug your nose and Vegas knows something that I don't. But I have to take the Ravens minus four over the Jaguars. The line yeah. just seems too short. Uh, it started at three and a half, and it's creeped up to four. So I I don't think it's going to creep down. T- to three um so i don't i don't really ever recommend buying a full point if you want to somehow get that push and buy from four minus four down to minus three you're going to eat a lot of juice on it you're probably going to be like minus 150 that's just not worth it to me i just think the ravens are good enough and they played so terrible this last week and their defense is good enough to get a few turnovers of trevor lawrence and that jaguars offense that i think they they can cover this minus four or potentially get a push so i wouldn't buy this down two three I would, uh, I would bet it at minus four for uh, Ravens over the Jaguars. And then uh, I'm going to take the Bengals minus two um, over the Titans. So those are going to be my two bets of this week. Um, riding with the Bengals again, as I did last week with my Bengals minus three and a half, one last week, and uh, my Colts plus seven, one last week. So two and oh last week, hoping to do the same this week with uh, the Bengals and the Ravens. I like it. Moving to the DFS side, uh, not quite as great of a week as Tyler. I guess technically I took second on the week overall, but only 107 points overall. A lot of our group's DFS scoring was was pretty down. So nothing to move the needle for me. I need to score at least 120 to improve my top five scores of the, week, of the year. 
um, currently in second place by like six points. So it's uh, coming down to the wire down the stretch, but spoiler alert, I am calling my shot and feeling very, very good about my lineup this week, just with how I could construct it. So as always, we might continue to tinker, but what I'm looking at um, first from last week, the only three big shout outs that I got right were Dak at 21 points after a pretty cheap buy. David Montgomery was my kind of start of the week at 19.6 points he ended up with. And then I started the Washington defense and they got 19 points. So that always helps, but uh, not a lot of other guys came through. So going into this week with my lineup, um, guess what? I, as always, I'm doing a stack. So this week I, I didn't, I don't love spending high end on um, receivers, but uh, I went with Devonte Adams. He is going against Seattle and for 9,000, it's a little expensive, but I saved money elsewhere. I just really liked the value with Derek Carr. So um, 7,300 going up against Seattle. He has looked better at least fantasy wise in recent weeks. And I think it might be tough to spend on like some of your top, some of the top options, but really I'm just trying to look at like, what's the stack cost overall. So getting those two to start my lineup core is pretty solid. And I was for my receivers. I kind of went in the same tier. I went Christian Kirk and Terry McLaurin at 77 and 7,500. So McLaurin against Atlanta and he's kind of coming on at the right time. And then Christian Kirk against Baltimore, they are respectively the 26th and 31st against receivers fantasy wise. So pretty cheap options for some alpha wide receivers there. Uh, tight end. I went Foster Moreau kind of just doing a really cheap tight end option to pair again with Carr and say, hopefully whoever he throws the ball to on the Raiders is going to give me points. And then my three running backs rounding out the crew. I went with uh, Jeff Wilson for Miami against Houston, just because he seems to have overtaken the uh, Dolphins backfield somehow, which is crazy, but um, 7,700 and going against the 32nd back run defense. And then I saved some money with my two running backs that I actually pulled off of the waiver wire targets, but I'm going Latavius Murray at 6,200, which seems very low when he's the only um, Broncos running back really option. And they're going against Carolina, who's 29th. So could be some points there, but at least there should be some volume. And then my other running back, all the way down at 5,300, I am rolling the dice on Kyron Williams just because of his route running ability on the Rams. And nobody else can really be a threat in the receiving game right now. So even if Cam Akers takes more of the groundwork, which don't be surprised if they split 50-50, and this is kind of the the Kyron Williams breakout game, um, I still think he can get some receptions and that'll help a lot. So that is my lineup with zero dollars to spare. I feel very, very good about it. I think Kyron Williams and Latavius Murray will make or break my week, but we're swinging for the fences at this point rather than trying to play it safe. So we will see what happens there. And that is it, except for our favorite segment of the week our four horsemen weekly draft. So um, last week, Tyler, you did very good with 15 votes on your um, best board games. I also did good with 15 votes on my best board games. So we have our first (laughs) ever tie, which I didn't think would ever happen. Wow. But uh, yeah, that's crazy stuff between all of our different votings and everything. We had 30 votes, which is cool. Um, I just wish one of you would have voted for me instead that voted for Tyler, but who who cares? It's fine. Um, That's (laughs) for two weeks. Two weeks in a row, I don't want to brag, but this is our 10th one now, and it's the second time now that my wife has actually voted for my team. So I'm feeling very good hey, if I don't get the win. Uh, still waiting for Katie to vote for me, but uh, it's fine. <clears throat> yeah, that's not going to So happen. I just gave us both a point this week just to make the totals look better because I don't want to deal with stupid hats. I like but it. Jack, I am up to six with uh, people at the gym, Pokemon, Disney movies, comedy movies, candy, and board games. And Tyler's up to three with cereals, an escape room team, and board games. So... Moving into this week's, we are continuing the games trend, but we are going to go into best game shows. So didn't talk about this beforehand. I don't know if you have any rules or disclaimers. Otherwise, we can just call each other out if one doesn't make sense. <laughs> I so. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I don't even know if I have the first or second pick. 
I really don't. You have the first. I had um, Clue, <sighs> I think, as the board games last week. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, for, for mine, mine is – I don't even know if it's everybody's favorite game. It's it's the game that everybody knows. It, just jumping right into it, I you can ask Katie about this, and, and she will think it's hilarious. Every time <laughs> I'm home or, or, or even work from home, I stop my day – and I'll be I like, know. hey, I'll, I'll feed Savannah and I'll, I'll, I'll sit on the couch. But every day, I, I was so used to it at, at, at 10 a.m. Now it's 11 a.m. out here, so it feels weird. But I stopped my day and I sat down and I watched the entirety of Prices Right. Yeah. It is <laughs> just simply what I did and continue to do for my entire life. Bob Barker, phenomenal. Drew Carey, honestly, a great, a great replacement Agreed. for him. He does very, very good as well. So my 1.1 has to be. Price is right because everyone when you stayed homesick, you watched it. Don't yeah, don't tell me that you didn't. That is very very true, and it's 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 weird because if you describe that game show who nobody had ever heard of it before, it would sound like the most boring thing ever. Like guess the prices Correct. on this blender, but like they somehow make it it's fun, ridiculously and amazing. It's just weird. So yeah, that's a classic one. Um, yep. I'm gonna just cause controversy right off the bat because this is the one where if you wow. don't think of it as not because it's a bad pick, but I, I need okay. you to call me out if you don't agree that this should belong in this category because there's some okay there's some gray area because we all think of that shows as the traditional half hour hour whatever and then somebody wins a prize at the end and that's it. But my 101 as far as what my favorite was would be if I'm allowed to take it would be Survivor. But I okay. don't know that that fits in the game show context of like a stage yeah. and a host and a so I had to get it out of the way now. No, nah, it's fine. I, I went because I, I, I was like, I I looked at it and I didn't have it on there simply because of that, because I love Survivor as well. Like, yeah, I've watched every season of Survivor. So I'll, I'll let you keep it. I'm not terribly worried about it. I, there's okay. so many great game shows. You, you can keep Survivor. So if you win based on everyone saying they love Survivor, then I'll, I'll throw a red <laughs> flag later because it'll be funny. Um, but no, I'm good I, with not. I, that's, I got a lot of other no, options. if you. Fine. Okay. I was like, I, how do I bring this up? Because I didn't want to ask, do the survivors and amazing races of the world count without giving away what I was going to take? So, yeah, well. Right. Cause, yeah. Because I kind of thought that too. Because I saw Survivor and then Amazing Race. And I was like, I like those, but I didn't think of them as traditional like game shows. Okay. So I didn't put them on my list. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It's it's my favorite, but it's obviously different with a long running thing. It's just so intense. Right. And I remember me and like it's my amazing. mom or dad getting home after like sports practices where we recorded on the old VHS tapes and had to watch back and like old school stuff so we didn't miss it so that would sure. be my number one easily and then number two i feel like they all kind of fall into the what i am dubbing the price is right category because they all feel sure. so similar um yep. I'm, I'm between two and obviously they're okay. both classics i'm just going to go with the one that i personally enjoy more even if the other one's sure. probably more popular but i'm going to go with family feud because it's so entertaining sure. to watch and it's so great to it play along good. i feel like you're just screaming at the tv with what the obvious answers are um it, it spawns so many class like steve harvey same thing with like the follow-up hosts that are doing great steve harvey i think is hilarious and awesome at it he's fantastic um the amount of sound bites that come out of this show with the for those of you that know like the naked grandma like i just yeah i die laughing when i see some of these episodes so that's my 102 yeah, yeah it's it's so good and and for me i i kind of did the same thing with my second one if it was still there mine is just so much nostalgia for me like at any time I was over and sat down and I was at my grandma's house every single time at dinner time we would sit down and and we would sit in front of the tv and she would literally tell us to like be quiet shut up 
wheel is on. And that's all she called <laughs> nice. it was wheel. Okay, so, Todd. So wheel, exactly, right? So, Jack, you can attest to this, that uh, my dad absolutely loves this. And, the, and be quiet, wheel is on. That is, that is such my grandma Sandy. And uh, and so it's it's funny every time. And so that's so nostalgic for me. And honestly, one of my favorite shows. I love puzzle solving and clues yes. and letters and things like that. So my, my next pick definitely has to be Wheel of Fortune. Um, love that. Family Feud would have been my next one after that. Um, okay, I feel good. So I certainly, certainly love that. Um, but my next one too is um, one that so many, again, so many spoof skits that people ah. come 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 off of this and, it, and it's just absolutely hilarious and there's so many different ways to do it um so i absolutely back to my trivia roots i love jeopardy yeah. it's yeah. one of my favorite game shows of all time so i sit down and for whatever reason the three questions i get right out of both rounds make me feel like the smartest human on the planet because those are tough <laughs> questions and i'm like i shouldn't know any of these but the ones that i do know and what makes you feel really superior is when you get one and then they don't. And you're like, man, I should be on the yes. show. And then they ask about the author of the 1842 book that was the third edition. And you're like, stupid. Yep. I get two <laughs> right out of 37 questions on the whole episode. Yes. I think I'm a genius. Yeah, yes. that's the clock. That's yes, the, the SNL. Yes, exactly. So the SNL spoofs of that and the skits are, are incredible. <laughs> yes um i was between that and family feud i think i just enjoy family feud more but jeopardy is such a classic and i'm sure you'll probably totally fair. based on that alone um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do so i'm with you i know my my number three so i'm gonna start with that it's the only one really left okay. in terms of like the nostalgia like older not super old but like our childhood games yeah. um had another classic host and if we're talking about trivia yes. we're, we're, yes. we're gonna go with just ones that i actually feel like i did okay on um, but the sheer panic of, is that your final answer? And yes. not knowing if you just blew the whole game for who wants to be a millionaire. I loved that. that yes. That was going to be my final pick. I was like, I yeah. should have taken it maybe right there with Jeopardy, but I, I love Regis Philbin. He was incredible <laughs> as a host. Because you just won a million dollars. So good. Oh, so that is his, a his, fantastic pick. His setups of like the, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Because you're right. I'm like, oh, don't do heart attack. <laughs> because you have to stay here and keep talking to me because you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just love that show. I, I, uh, okay. yeah, obsessed. Anytime you can get trivia and it's good. I, I know there's another one that a lot of people are probably listening to this screaming like, how has this not been taken yet? But I'm not gonna yeah. take it. So if you want it at your four, I'm gonna, otherwise I'm gonna bash it when it's the honorable mentions because it's not okay. There's not a lot to the game, and I just I'm not a big fan. So I'm gonna leave it. Um, I already know exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've got my I've got my like active like you know competition games with Survivor, so I don't need any of these other ones. I already got kind yeah. of a little bit of everything. So I'm gonna go with a personal favorite that you know what it might not win me a lot of votes, it might not win me the the draft, so to speak. But those of you that watch it, I find this as a like a superior trivia game show to anything else. And okay. I think it's more entertaining and funny. So I am gonna go for those of you that have seen Cash Cab. I think it's hilarious and so Interesting. good. It is. It is very good. I didn't think of that as a, as a game show either, but it certainly is. Oh, it, is it, 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 is it not? No, no, no. I, it, it totally is. Obviously, you're okay. Just in a gap in a in a cab doing a game show. I mean, how is that different? Honestly, like, that's true. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? Like truly, the most like, mobile. It's not, yeah. it's not different. Yeah. So I like it. Cash cat. That's a that's a nice little side one that I think not a lot of mm -hmm. people thought of. There are so many left. 
there are so many left that I really like. I am going to, let's see here. I assume I know what you're going to take, but I I don't, if you don't take that one, I don't know anything else. Okay. There's so many that, uh, that I really like. And this one's, this one's a classic. Um, and it's, it's one that's really fun to watch if you sit down and watch it. I'm, I'm going to say this as a guess of what I think the one that you're going to bash as an honorable mention. <laughs> okay. is, it, is, it, is it deal or no deal? 100%. I knew it. I, I was like, I have it on my list. I, I do just because I was like, hey, it's, it's a very popular show and I've yeah. watched it. But I'm like, pick cases. Hopefully you have the right case. Take money, don't take money. It's there's not like a whole lot pandering. to it. Yeah, I'd be pandering yeah, to take it just for the votes. I wouldn't be actually truthfully for sure. So I am also not taking that one. Um, Good, but it is, but it is on my alt honorable mention list because I did enjoy it when I did watch it. But one of my classic all time favorites is truly like an old school classic game show. Like we have the game show network because we have Spectrum and all the channels <laughs> and whatnot. And so I'll sit yeah. down and watch old school this. So I love Pyramid. I love Pyramid. Okay, I love yep. the game show. The contestants just for those that don't really know what it is, you get like a series of words or and phrases, and you try to try to guess them without saying portions of the words. So it'll be like things that start with the letter R, things that you'll find in a kitchen, and so on and so forth, and have to go back and forth. And there's a great scene in Friends if you haven't watched it of Joey <laughs> trying to play it, um, Joey trying to play Pyramid. So <laughs> your hand, a spoon, a ghost. <laughs> so very good so an absolutely phenomenal game game show if you've never watched it but pyramid has to be my my last pick because it's it's so much fun yeah i like that one it's uh i had that one slash password on the same tier for me that i was password is my other alternate the one that i got yep pass password is so much fun to play but i don't know that a lot of people listening to this probably watched it but same kind of thing it's like it's one of the more entertaining concepts that i i think a lot of us feel like we could do well on so i love that um you want to start, you can rattle off anything else on your list. I had a few ones that uh, people probably aren't thinking of. Let's see here. I'm trying to let me get some of the other ones I had. Uh, only other ones I had, I had deal or no deal. Uh, I had password. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you've never seen it, it's kind of rebooted now with Wayne Brady, but let's make a deal. Yeah. Is, yep. That's good. It's is phenomenal. So that would have been my first alternate um, even above password. So for, for those that don't know, Let's Make a Deal comes on right before Wheel of Fortune. So now I just waste <laughs> two hours of my day and, and literally watch those back to back. So I think those were the main ones that I had. I'm trying to think of anything else. If you've got some others, feel free to rattle them off. Yeah, I was trying to think. I, those are those are the main two that I had left. The only other trivia one that I think was a dumbed down enough where I had a chance to compete was Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader with Jeff Fox. I thought <laughs> that's that a was one. a blast. Yeah, um, and then... Shout out to nostalgia. I had two on here. Double Dare Two Thousand was a classic. I loved yeah. that, and I debated taking it just for the fun of it. But there was also yeah. a mine less... was. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. My my other one was again, and I didn't put it on there because I was like, "Is it really a game show?" Legends of the Hidden Temple. That was the other one I was just about to say. That was yeah. such a so, good game. Such a good game show, and I didn't put it on there because I was like, "Was it really a game show?" Yeah. Um, oh, so I, I didn't. But but man, that... I love that show. I had a dream as a kid of wanting to be on that because it was so much fun. Like, yeah, getting the getting the medallion and running through the temple to get the golden monkey, whatever. Yeah, oh, okay, man. <laughs> so, that so one, good. and then the only other one that I had uh, beyond the like American Ninja Warriors and Amazing Races that were kind of like the Survivor. Oh, sure. Like, oh, did they count? I don't know. But the only yeah. other one I had that nobody's going to know about this. But shout out to my one friend Joe, who when we closed on Wednesday nights at Target, 
um, for like a year straight. It was always on Wednesdays when Survivor was gone and we just started watching it. I'm like, this is the coolest concept ever. But I think it got booted after like a season because they didn't have the network funding. It was a show called Hunted, if you've ever heard of it. And it was basically like 10 teams of two people, like a pair. So yeah. it was like brothers or like husband, wife or whatever people. Yeah. And they would and they sign like up fake for this try to get... show. Yeah. yeah. They like you fake would try to get months. caught by like CIAs. Yeah. Yeah, months in advance, and all of a sudden, you would all just get like a message on your phone or a, or a call, and be like, "You are now on the run, go!" And they would yes. have had like elaborate plans set up of like, "I bought this car for cash three months ago and stored it in the in the woods," or "I have a boat on standby to get so to an good. island." And it was like, I think they got like a, a couple hours head start, but it was like former people from FBI, CIA, yes. Like, interpol all hunting them and it was just like this is the coolest thing and a lot of the times they all got caught but there were a few where it was some guy that was just like i'm gonna go live in the mountains for a week good luck finding me and it was just like that's oh i love it so yes i love very that. good show i i watched every season of that i think there's two oh there we go two or two two or two or three different ones so i, I watched that and i certainly remember the the guys the couple couple of guys that won one of their buddies had his pilot's license so mm-hmm. he had a, he had his own little pilot plane and so he they would just fly and pop up in areas and post stuff on social media and just a big giant middle finger to be like you guys literally can't <laughs> catch us we have a plane fuck you and they won yeah. the money so super funny great game as well the only other one i had that i was thinking of is um uh the newlywed game was uh, was yeah. another one that i had on the list and then um another old school one big money no whammies you've probably heard people say that uh, it's called press your luck is another one yeah, that's uh, yeah. kind of on sometimes as well so those are the only other two yeah well we had a solid list of them i, I, I enjoyed watching all these because i started pulling up clips of <laughs> different best ones ever to go check them out so so good um let us know if you had any i will i will shout out nick really quickly who um included his sleepers of the week as always so he had press your luck slash whammy so shout out to nice. that one so um, good. Ling- lingo chain reaction which i found out i actually love even though i didn't know the name and then mxc <laughs> or most extreme elimination challenge hmm. interesting so, i don't know that one yeah i'll have to check those out but uh shout out to nick if you guys want to add in any of your teams week to week you can always send them in or post them on any of our stuff we've mentioned before uh next week's topic we we were going to do it this week but i decided to do it next week just so we can have a little bit of a, a refresher but we're going to do a best thanksgiving's foods thanksgiving foods draft um so that way all of you guys that are having your thanksgivings in different places this week can kind of sample and really decide which ones are your favorites so (laughs) we'll be bringing that one next week and uh i'll be back on the 101 and i don't know what i'm gonna do so stay tuned there um wrapping up now that the draft's over uh only thing that i'll continue to do to shout out is the uh gilly gilly where tyler and i are both in a guillotine league um starts with what 19 people and you lose a person every single week so We are still going strong. We took, I think, second and third last year, and we are in the top seven again. So there's some, some consistency here. Um, I don't have any exciting bidding updates because we just talked about it on Friday, but uh, probably doesn't matter anyway because Tyler has $6. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just rolling with what I got, <laughs> folks. Yeah, so we'll keep you posted until, like I said, until at least one of us loses and then we're upset and we don't want to talk about it anymore. But uh, that is going to do it for this week. Um, as always, I'll post the socials and all the links and stuff in the show notes below. So if you want to join our Discord or YouTube or reach out to us on socials, please feel free to do so. Um, Tyler, I'll let you send it off if you got anything else. No, I'm good. It was uh, it was fun. A quick turnaround from Friday to today. So um, that was one of the more 
fun drafts and uh i know it took a little bit longer but Agreed. hey these 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 are fun i hope you guys are, are enjoying it thanks again to all the youtube subscribers um i know i didn't get a video out last week and there's some family stuff going on um, but i'll try to get one uh, out for this week we'll see what it looks like with the holiday if not i will send out my card uh, to everybody just as i've done here the last couple of weeks and then we'll get uh, we'll get back on track here after the holidays wrap up and all the visits and family and things like that uh get out of the way so Appreciate the listen as always, Pod Squad. Thank you, guys. You are the best. We appreciate the support, and we will talk to you next week. Good night. Mm-hmm.